0: The reward will be the same, but people's capacity to enjoy the reward will be different. That's a very important truth for us to keep in mind when we are trying to understand the parable we just heard from Matthew chapter 20, this well-known story of the laborers in the vineyard. First of all, however, we need to make a distinction A very important, crucial distinction. We need to distinguish between the primary meaning of this parable, as it was told by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, and the legitimate but secondary application of the parable that people today very often make. The primary meaning of this story is that Gentiles, non-Jews, through God's saving grace, have the same opportunity to go to heaven that Jews have. That's it. That's the meaning of this parable in a nutshell, in one line. Which means I could end my homily there, but I don't want to disappoint you, so I won't. Here's how one Bible commentary explains it. This parable is addressed to the Jewish people whom God called at an early hour, centuries ago. Now the Gentiles are also being called, with an equal right to form part of a new people of God, the Church. In both cases, it is a matter of a gratuitous, unmerited invitation. Therefore, those who were the first to receive the call have no grounds for complaining when God calls the last and gives them the same reward. Jesus leaves no doubt that although he calls us to follow different ways, all receive the same reward, heaven. This brings us to the secondary application of the story, which is where people often get confused. Let me frame the issue in this way. From the way this story is told, it seems that non-believers who convert and get baptized on their deathbeds, and lapsed Catholics who make a good and sincere confession right before they die, get the best of both worlds, so to speak. They live their entire lives doing their own thing, living by their own rules, having a good old time, but in the end, they get the very same heavenly reward that somebody like Mother Teresa of Calcutta gets. So people read this text and they say, Why? Why should I make the effort to know, love, and serve God each day? Why should I try to be holy and obedient to the Lord in all things? Why should I fight the good fight and run the race and keep the faith? What difference does it make? According to what Jesus says right here in this parable, I can do whatever I want for my entire life convert at the very end, and I'll get the same reward as the great saints, who served God faithfully throughout their entire lives. Ah, yes, but these good people are forgetting one thing, one very important thing. As I said at the beginning of the homily, the reward will be the same, yes, But people's capacity to enjoy the reward will be different. Everyone, in other words, who dies in the state of grace will eventually get into the kingdom of God, the eternal kingdom of God. Even if their conversion or reversion, their turning back to Christ, happened at the 11th hour of their life. So the reward of every saved person will be the same heaven. But the capacity of a particular person, me for example, to experience God and his blessings in the kingdom will be greater or lesser depending on the level of holiness that I attained during my earthly life. That's the key point. Now where do we find this in scripture? Well, Jesus indicated this when he talked about the least and the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And when he spoke about the seat at his right hand and the seat at his left hand in his father's kingdom. We also see an indication of it in John 14, in that text that you hear so often at funerals, where Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. The great St. Augustine described this situation, in effect, by comparing souls to different-sized containers. It's a very interesting image, a very good image, actually. Pope Benedict alludes to this idea of St. Augustine in one of his encyclicals when he writes this. He says, man was created for greatness, we were created for greatness, for God himself. He was created to be filled by God. But his heart is too small for the greatness to which it is destined. It must be stretched. As St. Augustine says, By delaying his gift, God strengthens our desire. Through desire, he enlarges our soul, and by expanding it, he increases its capacity for receiving him. By following the advice of Isaiah in today's first reading and seeking the Lord faithfully in prayer and through the sacraments, by living in faith and performing acts of selfless charity, by growing closer to Jesus Christ and becoming more like him, that is to say, by growing in holiness each and every day, we increase our capacity for God, whether we're conscious of it or not. That's Augustine's point here. This means, practically speaking, that somebody who has a conversion on his deathbed will probably have a much smaller capacity for God in heaven than a great saint like Pius X. Or even compared to an ordinary Christian who grew in faith and in holiness for many years on earth. The person who has a conversion at the end of his life will probably have a capacity for God in heaven that's the size, let's say, of a thimble. Comparatively speaking, the ordinary holy Christian will have a capacity for God that's the size of a pint or a quart. Whereas the great saints of the Church, people like Pius X, John Vianney, Mother Teresa, they will be like gallons. Now, the really interesting thing is, in heaven, everyone will be full. Everyone will be full of God and his grace. But the fullness experienced by the thimble-sized soul will be a lot different than the fullness experienced by the gallon-sized saints. So yes, the reward will be the same. But people's capacity to enjoy the reward will be different. I was trying to think of another analogy besides the containers, another analogy that I could use to conclude my homily today and really drive home this point. And what came to me was the following example. This is one that football fans will easily understand, especially Patriot fans. Imagine two men John and Bill, who work for the very same company. Well, one day the boss calls the two of them into his office and he says, Gentlemen, you've done excellent work lately. You have been my best employees during this past month. I really appreciate it. And to show my appreciation, I'm going to give you my two tickets to this Sunday's Patriots game. I'm going out of town this weekend. I can't use the tickets. So here they are. Enjoy, and they are great seats. 50-yard line, 10 rows up. Oh, John and Bill say, thank you very much, sir. And they immediately make plans to go to this game. Here now is a little essential background information on these two men. John has been a Patriots fan for as long as he can remember, ever since he was a little boy 50 years ago. He's been a loyal fan, in good times and in bad. And that includes in the mid-1960s when, as some of you will remember, the Patriots were one of the worst teams in the old American Football League. But John's been a loyal fan. He watches every game. He knows the stats of Tom Brady and all the key players. He has Patriots memorabilia all over his house. As for Bill, He's also a Patriots fan, although he's only been one for a couple of years. One reason for that is Bill is originally from Australia, where quote-unquote football means something a lot different than it does here in the United States. In fact, Bill is still learning about our game. For example, the last time he watched a game of American football on TV, the punter punted the ball out of the end zone. And Bill thought the guy had just kicked a field goal. Somebody had to explain to him what really happened. So I ask you, my brothers and sisters, in all likelihood, which of these two men will enjoy Sunday's Patriots game more? Which one will have the capacity, the ability, to enjoy it more? The answer, of course, is John. Because John has been a faithful follower of the Pats for so many years, because he knows the game of football so well and has persevered with his team in good times and in bad, his capacity to enjoy this reward from his boss will be much, much greater than Bill's, since Bill barely knows what an American football is. But notice, my brothers and sisters, both men will have... The same experience. The exact same experience. Both will have the same reward from their boss. A free ticket to the game. Their reward will be the same. But their capacity to enjoy it will be different. And that's the way it will be for souls in heaven.